0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Transformations with Jane. I'm Jane Nakata. So today I would like to start the episode by saying thank you to some of my wonderful listeners. And today I want to say a very special thank you to Kamsen. She always listens and helps out with reviewing and sharing the podcast. So thank you so much for your support, Camzin. And I just want to read out the review that she wrote. That's on iTunes. Um, it says, and I I'm not, I don't want to be blowing my own horn here, but it's it's just a really great review. So I wanted to share it with you all. Um, she said that Jane does a brilliant job of highlighting. The little things we can all do to bring about transformation in our everyday lives. Great interviews with foreign women in Japan who aren't going to let geography limit what they want to achieve. Now that is awesome feedback and that is totally what I'm all about here on the Transformations with Jane podcast. So thank you so much, Kamsen, for that. And I have one more person I'd love to say thank you to, and that is Heather. Now, Heather was on the episode recently, and she's also written a very beautiful review for me on iTunes. And that was, um, she said, so awesome to listen to Jane's podcast and relate to other women in Japan. It's a comfort zone podcast made with love. And that's so true. It definitely is made with love. And when I started out this podcast, I really didn't know that... It would turn out to be what it has turned out to be, which is this sort of community, bringing our community together through voice. Yeah, we often, you know, see each other, see each other's lives on social media. Um, For example, photos on Instagram and various things on Facebook. Um, We sometimes get to meet each other in real life at various events, but often we've never actually heard. The people that we you know we know through social media um we've never actually heard them speak we don't know what their voices sound like and so by you know us having these conversations here on this podcast and i think someone actually said that to heather as well that they finally had um, a voice to put to the the face yeah and so that just really helps us all get to know each other a lot better, and I really love that part of what's happened with doing this podcast. Yeah, and because I did just start this podcast for me um, back in March of this year, just a little project for myself, something fun to do, and to use this voice of mine that I have, and to share what I've been doing and learning along my journey and my trans- towards you know my transformation. It's an ongoing one as well. So thank you so much everyone for your feedback. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for taking part in the competition that's happening this month. Remember, you can be in to win a Passion Planner. They are fabulous planners, really beautiful. Check them out on Instagram if you want to see what they look like. So please rate and review this podcast and you will be in to win as well. And yeah, what else? Oh, we do have an interview for you today, actually. <laughs> so, today I will be interviewing one of my business besties. Her name is Helen Iwata, and she is the C- well, the CEO President of Sasuga Communications. So, Hel- Helen helps um, people who work in multinationals in Japan, and they're working in an international business type environment, and she helps them to communicate more freely, communicate more easily, especially using English, which may not be their first language, and she helps them with their presentation skills, so I really want you to uh, listen carefully to what Helen has to say, because um, she has, well, she is really working on becoming the best version of herself she can in order to have more impact and to help more people. And you'll hear a little bit about Helen's story about how that hasn't gone so well in the past sometimes. And you'll hear about what she's doing now to try and um, play the long game so that she can continue to do this work that she loves so much. Yeah. So that is what we have in store for you today. And yes, please enjoy the episode and I would love it so much if you could give us a, or give me (laughs) a review in iTunes or share the episode in Instagram and your biggest takeaway from it. So thank you very much. Enjoy. And here we go. Hi Helen and welcome to the Transformations with Jane's podcast. It's great to have you here today.
1: Thank you so much, Jane. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) So Helen, um, for those of my listeners who don't know you, please Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, who you help, that kind of thing.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, So I'm from the UK originally. I've been in Japan for 28 years, and I spent a big chunk of that time in the corporate world. I was at McKinsey management consulting firm. I was the manager of client communications um, for 10 years. And five years ago, I decided it was time to do something different. I left McKinsey and the next day I set up my own business, which is Sasuga Communications. And now I support mostly people working in uh, multinationals with their communication skills. So helping them to communicate with clarity and confidence in global business. And a lot of that is really going from fear to fun in presentations, because presentations is a big part of communication in business. But then it also covers other areas, too.
0: Very good. Yeah. And so do you coach people mostly in English or in Japanese?
1: It's both. Um, I do one-on-one coaching with executives in English or in Japanese. Um, I'm mostly working with Japanese people, but there are other nationalities. For example, at the moment, I'm coaching a French CEO, Mm. um, which is an interesting one as well. Um, And then I also do group uh, workshops the corporate workshops and they can be in English or Japanese depending on the needs and very often it's a kind of mixture um, it'll be you know g- let's go in in English but um, i maybe switch into Japanese for certain parts of it
0: I see yeah <clears throat> so we're very lucky and pleased to have you on this podcast today because I know you have a busy schedule so thank you so much for coming on to talk to us today so, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to be in Japan you know all those years ago? what brought you here?
1: <laughs> um, my fascination with languages, I think, is the first part of it. so really, from a very small age, I was obsessed with languages. I started learning French when I was seven. Um, i um, I made up my own language, probably around about the same age. Um, I then went on to do German and Spanish. And then when I went to university, I wanted to do something more exotic, and they ended up with Japanese. Right. And um, so it was my second year of university. I came to Japan for the first time for a month, and I absolutely loved it. And I said, okay, as soon as I graduate, I want to go back to Japan for a year or two. And I've been here for 28 years now. <laughs>
0: That sounds very similar to me. Yes, I was going to yeah. just come for two years and I'm 16 years later, I'm still here. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> it gets under <laughs> your skin, doesn't it, Japan? So, I love it. Mm, yeah. What, like, I mean, obviously you studied lots of languages like German, uh-huh. French, Spanish. What was it yeah. about Japanese that, that sort of made it the one perhaps for you?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's really interesting you're asking that because now I th- I'm kind of thinking of it, in a little bit different perspective that possibly what made it interesting for me is that it's difficult <laughs> 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 and i love a challenge right. um, so yeah uh, i think the fact that it's it it was you know i felt like when i started learning japanese i had to put aside all of my preconceptions about languages everything else that i'd learned with the european languages um it didn't apply in many ways with japanese so um that was like a really a new and fun challenge and i loved studying kanji um i i um i lived in this this little house in birmingham with a few of my student friends and i i made these little cards with the kanji on and i would stick them all around the house one of my other friends was also studying japanese and um, so we'd have all these kanji cards right. all around the house. <laughs> yeah, love that.
0: I see. So the, the, the challenge of learning such a difficult language was what? really? Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't have that for some reason. I, like, I'm also someone who loves languages. You know, I've studied mm. Chinese. I've studied German. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Japanese, of course. But I'm not sure why it was Japanese that stuck with me. But mm. I think it's something about what's behind the language, the people, the mm. culture that really is what attracted me to f- learn more, to find out more, to learn more of this language so that I could find out more about this um, mm. country the, and the people that live here. And mm. the more that I find out about them and the, or, you know, about the country, about the culture, the more I love it. And then the more it loves me back. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. That would be um that would be re- sort of explain my relationship with Japanese. But um I think, you know, I never loved the kanji so much. I wish I mm. had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a struggle, but I can read enough mm-hmm. to get through my daily life fairly um what's the word? Fairly confidently these days. Mm-hmm. And um without needing to call on to my husband too much so that's a huge improvement from when i arrived when i could barely read it all somehow i got through mm. not being able to uh, read or write kanji very well so yeah well,
1: one one of the things that um that i remember now talking about like learning kanji was when i first came to japan i was on the jet program mm. um so i'm not sure if your, your listeners know about that it's a government-sponsored program and um there were kind of different types of roles in there, but a, a big one is uh, teaching English in junior high schools or as a, as a, a teacher's assistant. And I, I loved doing that work. And I, what I would do was I would set um, an English vocab test for the students each week. And I'd say, OK, here are 10, uh, a spelling test. Uh, here are 10 words that you have to learn how to spell for next week. And then I would say to the students, okay, so I'm going to give you this, you give me a kanji test. And I let them pick the kanji that I had to learn. And of course, being the kids, they just picked the most difficult kanji, like oh. bara, tampopo, you know, all the ones <laughs> that, <Yep.
0: laughs> yeah, right?
1: <laughs> and it was so much fun. And I would make them do the test. And then I would, I would on the, the blackboard, you know, I would actually write out the kanji on the blackboard in front of them all. And they would all be going, oh, and it was just was yeah. really good fun. And it was like, you know, mo- mutually motivating. I loved it.
0: That's an awesome way to learn kanji. I know I wouldn't want to, mm. you know, miss a, miss a stroke.
1: <laughs> right, well, oh, you with yeah. your, account- your accountability to other people, right? So- <laughs> Why,
0: that motivated me. Why did I not think of that when I was <laughs> um, there? But yeah, it sounds like um, you had a good chance to hone your presentation skills as an ALT as well, because that's a tough audience. Like yeah. junior, junior high school students, high school students can be a tough audience.
1: They could be, yeah. Sometimes
0: <laughs> it's fun though. I love it. Yeah, I, maybe I didn't have the same, quite the same <laughs> experience teaching at junior high school. Um, lots <laughs> of nobody, nobody wants to talk, and everybody wants to hide under the desk. Anyway. Very Yeah,
1: good. yeah. Well, I think I was at. I taught at seven different schools um over a couple of years so i did i did two years as a an assistant english teacher and then one year working in yokohama city hall but over those two years i covered seven different schools okay so there was quite a range of different students like you could really tell from the different schools um yeah it was it it was different audiences
0: Yeah. So where did you, where did you hone your, your know, communication skills and presentation skills sort of, you know, where did you learn for this?
1: Okay. Well, I would, uh, in, in my mind, definitely not at that time. Although, well, so in my mind, hmm, now I think about it, maybe I was learning it then, but I didn't feel like I was. Mm. Um, and I say that because when I joined McKinsey, um, you know, that's, that's a company that is filled with really amazing people. God. Um, and I felt that I did not have that kind of level of communication skills and definitely not presentations. Um, I, you know, I was good in terms of the, cause I was hired originally as a, an editor and translator, but very quickly, I think within a year I ended up being the manager of the. Um, communications department
0: right
1: and uh and it was it was early in my career at mckinsey that um i had the opportunity to start being a trainer and um I, I initially it was doing some kind of it was like a team building type of training that i um i qualified as a trainer for and then there was an opportunity to become a presentation skills First of all, actually, I took the presentation skills training. I was almost skipped over that one. <laughs> I, I actually took the presentation skills training. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I, I was not somebody who would in, initially, you know, stand up and happily make a presentation. Not at all. Um, really, really nervous. And, um, and I remember the, the session where we all had to stand up in front of the group and give a presentation and um and I started talking and then my mind just went blank and I could not think what I was supposed to say next and I was absolutely you know in, in a, a, a massive panic and then eventually it seemed like it felt like I was standing there for about 10 minutes with like not saying anything and everybody looking at me but um then I eventually managed to start talking again and then the whole thing was being videoed and we had to play back the video in front of the entire group. And I was like, Oh, if it wasn't embarrassing enough the first time now I have to go through it again. But then when I saw that play back, that was a real turning point for me because I saw that I stopped talking and I paused for a little while. And then I started talking again and I was like, Oh, Oh, that didn't really look anywhere near as horrendous as it felt inside. And so that, that horrible experience gave me this uh, idea that, oh, maybe, maybe I could do presentations. And then a couple of weeks later, I was um, speaking on a panel discussion, and some people came up and said, oh, wow, you're such a great speaker. And I said, like, oh, really? Um, and then I got into actually, I had the opportunity to become a, a certified uh, McKinsey presentation skills trainer and also certified in other um, areas as well. And that's how I got into it. And then just, you know, I would take, I would sort of force myself to step out of my comfort zone and speak in more and more situations. Like, you know, first of all, speaking up in fairly small meetings and then bigger meetings until eventually, you know, I was speaking up in the, you know, the, what they call the town hall, which is the company-wide meeting. And we got to the stage where my boss would just automatically hand the microphone to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm sure right Helen out. has something to say. Right. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's, that's so different to where I used to be. Um, so, and, I mean, it, it, it is. And as the, the part of the challenge, though, is now when I work with people on presentation skills, nobody believes me. Nobody yeah, believes exactly. me that I found it, that I found it difficult. But I, because I went through that myself, I can, I really empathize with people who are struggling with presentation skills so and that's why i'm I'm really passionate about this idea of taking people from fear to fun um because i you know i i've experienced it myself and i've seen it happen with people i work with that you can make that difference and it's it's just so rewarding to then be able to go out and speak and and get your message across and make a difference in the world
0: Definitely. So, um, you know, as someone like me who's starting out in that sort of area of speaking at events and things, Mm. um, Mm. what would you recommend like the number one tip? What's your number one tip for people who are just getting started in that? area all right all right
1: so this is the number one and this is massive so this this can make a, a huge difference to your presentations is that when presenting what most people do is they're thinking about themselves and that's why you get nervous because right. you're focusing on yourself so the very simple thing to do is focus on the audience so when you're focusing on the audience thinking these are the people I'm serving. What do these people need? What do they want to hear from me? How are they feeling? Um, Just that shift makes a massive difference because it, it takes you out of going into the, uh, the fight or flight panic that is normal for people when presenting. And it takes you into, you know, caring for the audience and thinking about what is going to be most um, effective for them. So it's what I, what I say is it's all about the audience.
0: It's all about the audience. It is. And it should yeah. be, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I can resonate with that. Like if I kept thinking about myself, like this podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, we just have to keep reminding ourselves, don't we? Especially when we get into a situation that's new or bigger or more exciting than before. Think about yeah. the audience and you can't go wrong. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's great. So everyone who's, yeah, taking first steps out there with making presentations or giving speeches or talks, that's a number one tip from Helen. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. um, you also mentioned just before about sort of stepping outside your comfort zone. Mm. A topic I love to talk about. Yeah. Um, would you consider yourself an uh stepping outside your comfort zone junkie perhaps <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you know me too well Jane. um i have become i have become a stepping outside my comfort zone junkie i didn't used to be um i i used to be much more the perfectionist um the you know what will people think of me sort of person so um i i've you know i've gone through that that stage but then and I think it was especially during those those McKinsey days that I started to learn the benefit of stepping out of my comfort zone because you know when we step out of our comfort zone there's always that feeling of um, discomfort (laughs) Yeah. Um, but then it's you know we survive and then once we've stepped out the comfort zone itself grows. So it becomes a bigger comfort zone. And then we take another little step out and then, and then it grows. And so this is, I always um, say as well, make it, make it small steps out of your comfort zone, not, not massive, great big steps, because that just takes you into the terror zone and you sure. don't want to, you know, right. And that's going to, Um, I mean, I'm just wondering, I, I could tell you this, the story of, uh, of when we went snowboarding, um,
0: oh, which yes. really, Helen snowboards in the winter. Don't you, Helen? Yeah, well, occasionally.
1: <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm very much, very much a beginner. this. <laughs> I started snowboarding when I was 47 years old, okay. um, <laughs> with, my, with my, my family, um, wanting to snowboard as well. And we went on a snowboarding trip, um, And I was a really only, I mean, I'm still only just getting the hang of it, to be honest. Um, We'd gone up to the top of the slope and we'd been going down this kind of nice, fairly gentle slope. And I was just getting the hang of it. And then my husband went off down to the right, um, down a different path and then my daughter was saying oh you know daddy's gone down there we've got to follow daddy and I'm like, I don't want to follow daddy down there it's like I don't know what's down there I want to go down this nice one that I'm just you know I'm just taking my gentle steps out of my comfort zone with <laughs> but she was like no 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 daddy's gone and being the dutiful mother of course I followed my daughter and we ended up going down this path that is like um, it's like steep. It's windy. There's trees. <laughs> it was <laughs> an <outward accident>. danger. <laughs> it was a nightmare. So I ended up taking off my my board and like stomping down the mountain <laughs> in a really bad mood. Mm. Um, but that, when I thought about that, it, it, I tied it back to this whole comfort zone idea. That if I take those tiny steps out of the comfort zone, going down that gentle slope it was you know it's fun and I'm learning but if I take a big step out of the comfort zone going down that that really difficult path then it's just not fun and and I I don't don't. I and and then you actually give up right so that's so I think that's the key is when you're stepping out of your comfort zone it's it's little it's little steps and feel good about it and then another little step and feel good about it and then you start to get addicted
0: (laughs) you do because you get you do get a positive sort of reinforcement from those little steps outside your comfort zone don't you like generally something interesting will happen or something fun will happen or there'll be you know some positive reinforcement that will make it more addictive to you to want to do it again that's for sure yeah yeah so what do you say to people who are like constantly outside their comfort zone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <and> Obviously <possibly laughs> uh, pushing themselves out of their comfort zone.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's another thing as well is that um is that it you know I I've started to think recently more that there's also a, a a case to be argued for stepping into your comfort zone by which I mean um taking care of yourself. So I'm definitely the sort of person who's like you know push push achieve 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 um, but that's really easy to lead to burnout, um, which I have experienced, uh, a few times. And, um, so now I'm really looking at how to, I mean, I have been doing for a while, but even more seriously now I'm looking at how to change, um, how, how I, it's how I see myself really it's um it's 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 deeper than that level of just habits it's actually my my identity um Mm. really
0: um i'm getting the body tingles right now i think you just said that so let's follow that line of questioning (laughs) um tell me about this change of identity that you you've sort of
1: yeah and so um A lot of this has come in the last couple of weeks or so, because I've started, I've started a new course. I'm also quite addicted to taking courses. (laughs) I I, I just love learning because I, I can um, develop from that. And I also use what I learn with my clients and with my community. So there benefits them as well. So um, I've recently joined a program with, a gentleman called Jim Fortin, and I know Jane. You know who that is, but some people may not know. But he's um he's um an amazing guy, amazing coach who helps people to um be it's it's, it's you know be the best person you can be, really, and make the best contribution you can in the world. But the way that he does this is really focusing on your identity, um, the sort you know how do you see yourself because uh if you try and make a change um it's that's kind of it's it's uh it's just at the surface level and it's more we've really got to think about who we you know who we are um as a human being who what is our identity how do we see ourselves because what we want to do has to match how we see ourselves
0: it does doesn't it yeah mm,
1: mm, yeah so that's kind of uh that's that's what i'm working through now so you know when you're talking about transformations i know and i know that you're you're all about transformations and i was uh, before we started talking today i was thinking about okay what's a, what's a transformation in my life that i could talk about but um and, and there have been you know transformations changes developments whatever um, but i feel like i'm in the middle of a big transformation right now <laughs> um, yeah. and and it's uh, you know really starting to explore this whole part about you know what is my identity and um and what's the what's the identity that i want to be that is then going to serve me and serve other people best
0: yeah, and because, you know, we've worked together on various things over the last couple of years. And, yeah, I see that you you love to help people and that's one of your core values. So mm-hmm. if you can transform your identity in a way that helps you to do that without thrashing yourself yeah, into exactly. um, being... Burnt out, and you know, I, Helen didn't mention exactly the level of burnt out, but we're talking like hospitalisation type burnt out, aren't we? That yeah, managed yeah. in the past. Yeah, um, I've managed. Yes. <laughs> that's that's no small feat to get yourself <laughs> hospitalised. Um, yeah, being burnt out. Yeah, but just giving so much, but yeah, we cannot do that at our own expense, can we? We cannot mm-hmm. continue to do that at our own expense, and yeah, how, mm-hmm. can, how can we stop doing that? so that we can, you know, look after ourselves as well as others. Yeah. Yeah. So let's keep our eyes peeled for how that um, manifests in the future. Mm. I'm very interested to follow that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, Helen mentioned Jim Fortin, who is, who is just has so many like like mind-blowing ideas and yeah he just seems like a really amazing person i have not done any of his courses um but if you you can find lots of free stuff on the internet about him follow his various um you know things online to find out more if you want to find out who this person is who's transforming helen
1: (laughs) yeah he's pretty incredible um and i think i think i'm pretty sure that jane should be in the uh in the next round of this program when it gets offered again i hope next year
0: i I should be yes yeah put that one out there (laughs) (laughs) yes i you know i would definitely like to work on my identity because i can see that you know there are some um incongruences maybe is the word Mm. between what i what i think I should be doing and what I'm actually doing and how I undermine myself or, you know, mm. getting to be there, Um, mm. you know, so, so much. Yeah. So yeah. What is this identity that is keeping me to do this? Yeah. And mm-hmm. how can we rebuild that or improve it or whatever, transform it into a, mm-hmm. a more positive one? Mm. Yes. Lots of interesting things to delve into there. Very good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, wow. it'll be, it'll be a, a whole, a whole new level of transformations with Jane once you've oh gone goodness. through that program <laughs> as well. <laughs> you thought the podcast was good now. Wow, wow it's
0: going to be wait. even better. <laughs> yeah, so actually, mm. um, Helen, you and I are working together on a retreat at the moment, and mm. this is the third fourth time that we've run the third, third
1: one the third one yes is
0: it the third one okay so yeah. the, i took part in the first one that ever happened as a yep. participant and i was mm-hmm. amazed at the transformations i actually had in that short space of like was two and a half three days sort of um retreat with yep. you and your co-facilitator um, rebecca mm-hmm. and you know i'm still getting benefits from that retreat now you know, mm. a year and a half later, and mm-hmm. often I'll go back and read the things that I wrote, and just be mm. amazed at where I was mm-hmm. in this, um, in that, that place of sort of, I was in this sort of people-pleasing kind mm. of, um, yeah, not in a very good place in that way, and yeah, I think I really taken steps forward with that since then and <laughs> I
1: think that is really like playing it down I mean taking steps forward you've yeah, done just- massive massive things since then you know just watching you just like have an idea and you like go off and you're and you're doing it it's happening so like what what I, what I often say is you know Jane says it it, it will happen and it happens you know <laughs>
0: Do you want, you want me to give you my latest example of what I said would happen and it would happen?
1: Yes, tell us.
0: It just happened this morning. So uh, there was an event that um, I wanted to go to and I thought, oh, maybe they need a speaker. So I just emailed the event organizer and said, hey, I'm coming to your event. If you want a speaker, I can talk on these topics. And then I actually, I sent it off and just sort of thought, oh, you know, what will be will be, but I'm just going to put it in my calendar. So I blocked off my calendar and I wrote, Um, speaking event Uh I hadn't even got the yes yet (laughs) I already wrote speaking event and then like five minutes later I got a reply and they were like consider yourself booked oh
1: fantastic
0: (laughs) I just got myself a speaking event today
1: (laughs) yay I love it yeah it's becoming it's a daily occurrence now isn't it just about I love it
0: so um, I will be taking your number one tip for presenting or, you know, speaking and considering my audience. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I get around to actually um, speaking at that event. So that's going to be interesting and we'll have more information for you on that event as it comes a little bit closer, make sure to get you all there to hear me speaking. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. When's, <laughs> when, is, when is that going to be Jane? In December. In December. In Fantastic.
0: Tokyo. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's very exciting. So Yes. So, um, retreat. Yes. Uh, yeah. So retreats have been a bit of a topic on my podcast recently, but your one is a little bit different. It's, mm-hmm. well, it's in English, isn't it? It's an English yep. retreat. Tell us a little bit more about what happens at your, well, at our <laughs> retreat yeah. when you're presenting.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's called this, the Sasaga You Self-Discovery Weekend. Um, And it's really a chance to get away from your daily life, whatever it is that you do, and to reflect on on what's. It really is, you know, what what sort of person are you being, and how can you be the best person? Um, And we also work on communication skills, so building confidence and clarity in communication. Uh, So if you're the sort of person who feels a little bit Um, hesitant to speak up in a group for example uh, or you just want to feel more confident in speaking up then this is this is really a great place for you. Um, Many of the participants are Japanese who are using English in their um, work environment um, and want to feel more confident with that. So another of my favorite topics is motainai. Um, so when something's a waste or a shame, and I talk about it's, it's motainai, it's a waste or it's a shame if people have a lot of talent and potential, but don't um, use that because they feel, oh, I, you know, what will people think of me? I don't have the skills or whatever. And um, so wanting to help people to overcome that as well. Um, so there are workshops where we where we uh, we're focusing on these things. It's a lot of fun. It's a small group. Um, I'm always amazed. Well, I say always, you know we've done it twice so far. But I've been amazed at how quickly the group bonds yeah. and people open up. And um, it's just it's you know it's wonderful. And the and the group stays in touch as well afterwards because we have a Facebook group where we have all of the past retreat participants and one of one of the wonderful wonderful participants from the first um retreat she decided uh that she wanted to to put her job on hold and go and uh, work overseas for 10 months and she made that happen and she's she's now overseas and she keeps posting photos in the group of um of the wonderful time she's having so that was a, you know that's an amazing transformation yeah um, and i have mm. to say
0: she was the 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 one who actually was not resistant but she just really struggled to even come
1: oh yeah she was very shoes, resistant. wasn't
0: she yeah, yeah she wanted to come resistant. but she couldn't and she couldn't make herself but she really wanted to come and then she came and then now she's off in overseas <laughs> yeah it's amazing I mean, yeah
1: she we we were on facebook messenger until quite late on the sort of the deadline for registration And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, you know, spoken with her and I answered her questions. And then at the end, I just said, okay, so I've told you everything I can tell you. I'm going to leave it with you now, make your decision. And I will check in the morning to see what your decision was. (laughs) 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 Cause you know, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not there to sort of force people into coming along. It's like, if, if this is right for you, you will come. So, um, and she decided it was right for her and she came along and it was amazing. And she also, she, she came along to the second retreat, um, as a, as a senpai as like, you know, one of the graduates and, and helped out with things as well. Um, she won't be there this time because she's overseas. Um, but yeah, that's, that's great. But we may have somebody else who's one of the previous participants who's joining again this time.
0: Fabulous. Repeat um, customers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it runs, so it's November 10th, it's from November 10th, and we're doing something a little bit different this time, because there, there are going to be two plans, to, or two tiers to it. There's the standard, and there's a the VIP. So the standard is uh, arriving on the Saturday, we have, oh, well, first of all, we meet at the station, we have the ashiyu, the foot, you know, the foot bath and everything, all the lovely stuff in, in Yumoto, um, thanks to Jane organising that. Um, And then in the afternoon, we we have workshops, yoga in the evening, uh, so a nice relaxing yoga in the evening, revitalizing yoga in the morning, and then a day of workshops. Um, And so the standard plan ends in the evening of Sunday, so that for people who can only be away for one night... Um, or you know, for uh, family obligations, for example, I need to be back at work on Monday. That is something then that's good for you. But then we have some people who want to go a little bit deeper. So there's a, the VIP option as well, which goes through to uh, Monday. And on Monday, we're going to have some individual, some one-on-one coaching with me. We also have this is this is first this time. <clears throat> is we have a fabulous lady who does, um, what she does is she does muscle testing where she'll test your muscle strength and then she will she does, she's a makeup artist as well, so she'll put the makeup on you and then she retests the muscle strength afterwards so she can actually measure the difference in your confidence after you have the makeup on. So that'll be a session for each person as well, plus um, individual photography to getting your profile photo shot as well so there's like this whole bunch of goodies and plus the vip people get um an extra coaching session a month later as well now as i'm talking about this and i'm saying how wonderful the vip is um i think that's actually already sold out oh my god um yeah. yeah but we do have maybe three spots left in the standard uh, as i'm speaking so if uh if listeners if you know you know if you're listening to this before October 19th, October 19th is the the registration deadline, right? Um, So go and have a look at the (coughs) The link that's with this or you can just search for a Sasuga retreat or um, hiragana Sasuga and katakana and it should come up and then if the page is still active You'll know that there are spaces still available, Uh, but it may be that they've already gone Um, So if you're interested in this Get in quick mm-hmm. um, or drop me in you know drop me an email as well um you can just email to helen at sussagamtions dot com helen at sussagamtions dot com because uh, I, I have a feeling that these last th- three spaces are going to go quite quickly
0: mm. yeah, it sounds like you've had a lot of interest recently for it. That's fantastic,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great I'm really <laughs> like. I mean, I, I was really excited about the first two, but again, I'm even more excited now for, for this, um, with, you know, with the, the changes as well. Yeah. We're really looking forward to it.
0: And so like you guys, if you miss out this time, do not worry because it will be happening again.
1: It so, will be happening again.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely get on Helen's mailing list because so then you will find out about the next one when it comes up, um, which will be in another definitely. maybe, what, six months perhaps?
1: Yes. Yeah, we'll be holding it again next year.
0: Yeah, it'll be definitely be one next year. So um, if you are listening and the date has passed or, yeah, they're full or whatever, um, please do get on her list for the next one. It It is like retreats of this caliber do not happen much in Japan, I can assure you. So, mm. yeah, you really want to be here um, for that. I can't wait to see what kind of things I'm going to discover about myself <laughs> in this self-discovery. yeah yeah brilliant
1: exciting stuff
0: yeah so um yeah helen so we people can obviously get in touch with you through your mail where else could they find you if they want to learn more about you
1: yep so we have the the dot communications.com website is the you know sort of the home um i'm also on facebook uh it's i, I recommend going to the Sasaga Communications Facebook page, um, where you can see what's what's going on there. I also have, as as you just mentioned, my my newsletter, which is once a week, goes out on Tuesdays with communication tips and also updates on excuse me on what sort of events and things are coming up. Just let me take a little drink of water. Been talking (laughs) lots.
0: Go ahead. No Um, worries.
1: uh so yeah i think you'll put the link in for the newsletter so i really um you know i'm not i know very often people will offer some kind of a freebie or bonus with the newsletter Um, i'm not doing that because you know when i said it's all about the audience i'm thinking about the audience i'm thinking about the people who are listening to this podcast. And I, my understanding is that the, the, is listenership a word? Listenership. The people, listening, the, the, the people listening are quite diverse, I think. So I didn't want to make one sort of, you know, bonus or gift or thing um, that might be sort of really limited. So what I would say is that if um, for, for, for listeners, if you are interested in, what I do and how I might be able to help you then email me. This is, you know, maybe this is a chance for you to take that little step out of your comfort zone.
0: Yeah.
1: Email me, Helen at com, And tell me what you found valuable in this podcast episode. And then also tell me, you know, what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you need. And then based on that, I will respond with whatever I think is going to be most helpful for you because I have, you know, I have a range of different um, products and services or, you know, lots of freebies. So I will respond with whatever I think is going to be most useful for you depending on what your needs are.
0: Yeah, that's great. You have so many great, even just like blog posts and all Mm. sorts of things about communication skills, presentations um, yeah, having more less stress in your life, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, lots of lots of very very valuable <clears throat> information there. So definitely sign up for Helen's um, newsletter because her newsletters are full of those sorts of great things too. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Please do. All
0: right. So finally, Helen, I really want to ask you, what does the future hold for you? What <laughs> are you going to? Do? And I let's get it out there
1: all right um oh where to go with this my goodness um are we going relatively short-term future or long-term future or?
0: Like, my socks off <laughs> yeah i'm just
1: I'm just thinking um well short-term i mean just before this just before we talk, we started this um recording or this interview i was on another call and planning out um something new that i'm going to be be uh sharing with everybody later this year but I think that's that's all I'm gonna say now but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um subscribe to the newsletter and you'll find out what that is. Um I, it's something that's I've not done before and is pretty exciting. Um long term uh my 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 big vision is I, I'll continue to do the corporate side of my work which I absolutely love. I love being in person with people. Um, I am also continuing to grow um, and develop my online business um, so that I can serve more people. Um, So it's not just, you know, you've got to work at a big multinational to be able to take advantage of what I'm offering. Um, So you will be seeing more of me doing things like that in the future. And, uh, And I hope that it's helpful for many, many people.
0: Yeah, because there's only so many hours in a day and, and so much Helen that, you know, to go around. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, um, yeah, finding ways that you can definitely reach more people is fantastic. And, yeah, you don't have to work at a multinational to be able to get access to the things that you can teach people. That's great. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Helen. Is there anything else you'd like to Say before we sign off? Any love yeah. wisdom?
1: I think it's two it's two things. It's take little steps out of your comfort zone and then take time to step into your comfort zone.
0: Yes. To relax, to decompress to the process, and then step out again. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Helen. It's been wonderful talking to you today. And I can't wait to see you up here in New Yorkie for our a retreat next month. Woo-hoo.
1: Yay. Looking forward to it. Thank you.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Helen. It was, I have to say, a little tricky for me to interview Helen. And the reason is, is because I do know quite a bit about her. So it was quite hard for me to sort of think, what? Maybe don't people know that they might like to know more about or where am I missing the questions here? So I hope that um, you were able to get something uh, out of that interview. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you did. Yeah, we talked a lot about, you know, Helen's number one tip for presenting. And I think this is whatever you're doing in in business or in life. If you think about the other person, often it can really help you to get out of your own way and to get on with whatever it is you need to do. So, you know, when you're starting, maybe you're thinking of a, you're coming up with an idea for a new event and you're just too scared to even sort of think about it. If you think about the people that you want to serve, then it's so much easier to just get on with things and create that event that they, that you know, they need. And, you know, or you'll always find that when you're in fear, when you're in overwhelm, you're focusing on yourself. So if we take the focus off ourselves and put it on our clients or our customers or on our children, on our partners, then we can, yeah, get moving again and move out of that fear. So I really love that tip uh, for presenting, but also just in general. And, you know, Helen said uh, a lot about stepping out of your comfort zone. And I know I'm getting to be more and more of a out of your comfort zone junkie. Um, I, I don't do something every day, like she said, but um, quite often I will notice myself more and more just not worrying when i step out of that comfort zone and into a new sort of area or i put myself out there and go and talk to someone or hand over my business card to someone who you know me 6 to 10 months ago would be like no you have no business doing that you know go back under the rock you know <laughs> so i just do it more and more and i found that i that what's helped with that stepping out of my comfort zone was not hanging any expectations on the results so my reward is for me to just do what i can do which is to reward myself for stepping out of the comfort zone so for example if i with this podcast if i have someone who i'd love to interview but i'm like no they're out of my league or then i will do nothing and i won't approach anyone But if I just reward myself for reaching out and saying, hey, would you like to be on the podcast? That's all I can do. I can't make them say yes, but I can reward myself for taking that action that is outside the comfort zone. So, yeah, I really recommend just rewarding yourself for doing those little bit outside the comfort zone things that are not connected to the results. So it's not that I got a, a really amazing guest for my podcast. It's that I contacted a guest for my for my podcast. Um, and great things start to happen. And then that com- stepping out of that comfort zone becomes more and more exciting and more and more fun each time you do it. So I can definitely resonate with that. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Helen Comes up with or what happens with Helen's current transformation. And um, yeah, let's keep our eyes open for that one. So thank you so much for listening. If you can join us for the retreat, there's only a few more days to sign up for that. Definitely do that. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing event that's in November. And don't forget, the October competition: If you rate or re- rate and review this podcast, or share this podcast on Instagram, or sign up for my emailing uh, list, you will go in the drawer to win a beautiful passion planner. It's a lovely, lovely um, turquoisey green color. It's an undated one, so you can start using it right away. So definitely get yourself in the drawer for that. I think I've had about six entries so far. So the chances are extremely good people. Do not miss out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye bye. ヘレンでヘレンさんが話したのはあのどうやってコミュニケーションスキルとプレゼンテーションスキルをあの自分自分で学んだのかとあとあのプレゼンテーションをするときに一番大事なポイントは何なのか聞き取れましたかねヘレンが言ったのはあの何か を考えて発表するっ<笑> 日常のゾーンですね。あの普通普通に暮らすゾーン。でもなんかチャレンジするとそのゾーンから踏み出すんですね。で少し踏み出したらちょっと怖いんですけど、多分楽しいですよね。あの結果的に楽しくて新しい体験もできるできるようになるし、あと例えばいいことが寄ってくるとかそういう。短あのエピソードをちょっと話してあの 3 あの、インスパイア湯<笑><笑> あの計画して、でももしにもっと直接 メール送ってください。で、helen あの、h e l e n sasuga communications c o m m u n i c a t i o n s com。直接 あの、<笑> で、with あの、Jane』のトランスフォーメーションズウィズの <笑>あのにシェアこのポッドキャストシェア so, all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And see you next time. Bye-bye. <音楽> I'm not the one